This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you for your giving. appreciate so much your generosity. We're talking about our series this month is Faith for Living. It's all about living. Last week we talked about, you know, our thinking, getting our thinking adjusted. And I think all of us, no pun intended, probably are some areas where we need to adjust our thinking from time to time. Isn't that right? Even if we're familiar with uh, uh, that truth, it's just so easy because we live in the world and everything. It's so easy to just kind of slip into, you know, just kind of some thinking that doesn't exactly line up with God's Word and God's plan and God's purpose for our life. So it's good to look at that from time to time to adjust our thinking because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Jesus said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and brings forth things. So we know that our thinking affects our believing. Our believing affects our attitudes. It affects uh, uh, everything about our life. It affects how we live our life. It affects how we uh, reach out to God to receive from Him. Some people think they don't deserve anything. So if you don't think you deserve anything from God, you're certainly not going to be asking God for anything very big in your prayer life. Amen? So we talked about that, and today we're going to talk about uh, the words of our mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. (laughs) You know, we glorify and honor God the most when we receive all the benefits that Jesus died for. Wouldn't you agree? The more, more pure my life, the more holy I live, the more I walk in love. Doesn't that honor His sacrifice at the greatest, isn't that? That's our endeavor. We, now, we've, none of us have arrived yet, but that's our aim, isn't it? Well, it's the same thing is true about the promises of God. If there's something in the, in the Bible that God has promised, He said, this is what I want to be a part of your life. Then you know what? I want to honor what Jesus did. He suffered more than we will ever understand or know, and I want to honor God in my life. Now, I know religion will tell us, well, now, bless your heart. Now, you, you know, that's all pride and ego, and you shouldn't really want that much, and you want, shouldn't really want that. And, you know, after all, you're just a worm. and you're just... See, that's, that goes back to last week's lesson about thinking. I want to adjust my thinking according to what God says. And I also want to adjust my words according to what God has said. Isn't that right? David asked the Lord to set a watch before his lips. Wow, we need to do that, don't we? A watch before our lips. What's coming out of our mouth? You know, sometimes we're expert at being policemen about what everybody else is saying. But, you know, we might need to turn, you know, that, <laughs> that judgment onto ourselves and look at it. Not, and not to beat yourself up, but to say, what, what's coming out of my mouth? What am I speaking? What am I saying? We know this, Proverbs 18, 21. We mentioned this last week, but it says life and death is in the power of the tongue, isn't it? Life and death. You can speak words of life or you can speak words of death. What are you saying? You know, as a pastor for many years and, and dealing with people, I see this in relationships and in marriages a lot. You see this a lot, that the husband and wife, they're speaking nothing but death 
and hurt and harmful words and accusations and all that. And, and then they're shocked that they have problems. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's like somebody stepping out in front of a semi and they are surprised when they wake up in the hospital. <laughs> if they do, exactly right. Might wake up in glory. But I mean, you know, we must understand the power of our words. This is not, we're not talking about Christian magic. We're not talking about Christian science. We're just talking about what the Word of God says. Have you ever walked into a room where uh, sharp and harsh words were said? You can feel something in the atmosphere, can't you? You can see something on the countenance of those people. So we need to guard our words and what we're saying because life and death is, is in that power of my words. And also, so that's the reason we set a watch. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit, help me. Listen, if you have a spouse, you know, we need to help one another speak the right words. Amen? Now, I know all of y'all are perfect. I'm still getting there. So sometimes, you know, I, I need help guarding my mouth. <laughs> sometimes I need somebody, you know, in love, not, not slamming people, but, you know, say, hey, wait a minute. That's not who you are. That's, 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 that's not who we are. We don't, we don't talk like that. We don't speak those kind of words over one another or to one another. Thank you for that amen in the back. I appreciate it. Now, here's the thing. Turn over to Hebrews, if you will. I want to read a scripture over here we're familiar with, and I want to kind of hook a couple of phrases together there. Hebrews 13. He says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we may say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? One translation says that, you know, you keep your lives free from, because God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now I want to connect a couple of phrases there. Because God has said... We can say. Because God has said, we can say. I'm going to say that again. Because God has said, we can say. So here's the thing. What are you saying? I'm going to say because God has said. If God has said something about me, that's what I'm going to say. If God has said something about himself, that's what I'm going to say. If God has said something about my brothers and sisters, that's what I'm going to say. Because God has said, I can say. Why don't we say that together? Because God has said, I can say. It's never wrong to repeat after God. It's never wrong to say what God's saying. Isn't that right? When people do you wrong, I know that flesh wants to say something, doesn't it? <laughs> now, I know you're all holy by, you know. But, you know, but that's when we want, we need to rise up, let the Holy Spirit rise up. This is the reason we need to have the Word of God dwelling in us richly, don't we? And let it rise up, and no matter what our flesh is feeling, no matter what our feelings have been hurt, we're going to say what God has said. Amen. If God says, that, you know, to love my brothers and sisters and to forgive them freely, then you know what? That's what we're going to say. So saying what God has said, first of all, about himself. What has God said about himself? 
Now, we could be here forever saying this, so I'm just, you know, I just want to get this point across to you. What are you saying about your God? You know, especially when the pressure's on. We all go through tests and trials, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, uh, the devil attacks our, our health. He attacks our finances. He attacks relationships. I mean, we've got, we've got an enemy. We're in a battle, aren't we? And so when the pressure's on, what do you say about your God? Well, I sure thought God was going to do something, but I guess he's not. I sure thought God heard me when I prayed, but I guess he, I guess he didn't. I don't know. I just, you know. And, you know, it amazes me. People got all kind of opinions about God. Amen? Some people got grandma's opinion. We love grandma. Don't misunderstand me. We love grandma. We love grandpa. I'm a grandpa, so we love grandpa, right? We love, but, you know, that doesn't mean that they were necessarily right about their opinion unless it's what? It agrees with the Word of God. Isn't that right? And good people can be wrong about things, can't they? Absolutely. So what does God say about himself? We need to understand that. First of all, we know this. God says what? He's the Savior. Amen? He's the Savior. I mean, you know, when you need help, what do you need? You need saving. Something needs saving. My house needs saving. My health needs saving. My kids need saving. Something needs saving. He's the Savior. That's what we should be saying. We shouldn't be saying, oh, it's all over. I've had it now. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. Listen, He's the Savior. Because he has said, I can say. And I'm going to declare, I don't care, in the, in the midst of my biggest failure, I'm going to say, God is my Savior. <laughs> He's going to lift me up. Though a righteous man fall, he will not be utterly cast down, because the Lord upholds him with his mighty right hand. Listen, when, I'm telling you, when it looks to bad, it's when you need to be saying the good. That's not good English, but it's good theology. <laughs> He's the healer. What are you saying about your God? Man, I'm telling you. Say, yeah, but you, I just feel so bad. This pain's so rough. I understand. I know that. But that's the time when we need to be saying it. Amen? Well, my car's running perfect. I don't take it to the mechanic for a complete engine overhaul. Isn't that right? But some, that, I mean, that, you know, of course, don't work on a car as much anymore unless you're really a, a whiz-bang nowadays. You can, our hats are off to you if you can work on your car nowadays. But when that check engine light comes on or something comes on that dash, man, that's time when you watch. That's when I need to go see a mechanic. And, you know, when I pull in there and, and that check engine light's on, you know, the mechanic doesn't start berating me. What's the matter with you? This engine light, come on, how'd you let that happen to you? They don't, they don't, if, you, if he has, you need to find another place, right? No, and it's the same thing with God. When we're going through a test or a trial, when the enemy attacks us, God's not going to condemn you over that. Don't, don't allow yourself to be condemned over that. I'm, that's when I need the Savior. That's when I need the healer. That's when I need, uh, you know, to say it more than I've ever said it before. I mean, you need to be saying it when everything's good, but you especially need to be saying it when you're under attack. Isn't that right? Because he has said, because he has said, there you go, that was better. 
He is my deliverer. Hallelujah. You ever need to delivering from something? <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you. You know, and you know how the enemy works. You know, when you need delivering from something, the enemy is right there to jump in and accuses. This is how you can always tell when it's the enemy or the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not condemn or accuse. That's always the devil. He'll, he attacks you and then accuses you. He attacks you and then blames you. Like I said, it'd be like, you know, your car, something, a malfunctioning in your car, and you take it, and then, you know, you pull in, and then, uh, uh, you know, the, the technician starts berating you. That's the way the enemy works. But when the enemy has attacked us, when, when, when something has got a hold on me, when I need delivering, whether it's my finances, whether it's an attitude, whether it's a habit, whatever it might be, that's when I need to rise up and say, God is my deliverer. He is the God who sets me free. Sin shall no longer have dominion over me. Amen. He is our deliverer. We need to watch our mouth. You know, of course, it's, it's, it wouldn't be politically correct today, but, you know, way back in the day, when I was growing up, they used to wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> Y'all giving away your age now when you start nodding and, oh, man, they, you know, instead of watch your mouth, it was wash your mouth. Well, we're not going to use soap, but you know what? This word is really good mouthwash. And maybe sometimes if you're like me, you know, I got some stinking breath from some things you're saying, and I need to wash my mouth out. Amen. Better than Listerine. Amen. Better than soap. We need to watch our mouth. Sometimes we need to wash our mouth. He is our deliverer. And we could go on and on. He's our provider. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of goodness. He's a God of provision. I mean, we could go on and on. You know that. Because God is infinite. We could go on and on talking about God. But we need to acquaint ourselves. What is our Father like? What is our, our Savior like? And then we need to say, because He has said, we need to say. Say what He's saying. Don't matter how you feel. You'll feel better later. Amen. As a matter of fact, I found this out. When the enemy comes and I start listening to his thoughts and I start repeating what he says, I feel worse. My feelings get worse. I get more despondent. I get more discouraged. I get, I get more fearful if I start repeating. But when I found out, even though I might be feeling and things might be looking really bad, I start saying what he has said, and I start saying that, all of a sudden, man, my feelings get in line. And joy starts to rise back up. And hope begins to rise back up. And I'm about, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Because God has said, we can say. Isn't that true? And listen, not only that, but I mentioned that. Turn over to Hebrews, I mean, uh, excuse me, Ephesians 4. We need to be saying not only what God has said about himself, but what God has said about our brothers and sisters. Gone to melon now, hadn't it? We don't mind getting on that devil. <laughs> I, I, I just want to spend just a moment here. I'm just going to skip the rock here. <laughs> Verse 29 said, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful. 
Boy, that's some good advice right there, isn't it? Before we say anything, before you say anything to somebody, take a moment and say, is this going to be helpful? I mean, if I just hit my hand with a ball-peen hammer, I really don't need you telling me that. I don't really need you saying, well, what'd you do that for? Whack. <laughs> we need to think about our words. Is it helpful? Does it edify? Does it build them up? Does it encourage them? He said, what is helpful for building others up according to their needs? What do they need right now? They don't need more condemnation. They don't need somebody to jump on the pile. They need somebody to lift them up and to encourage them. Amen? That's what's unique about us as a family. If we have relationships here with one another, we allow God's Word to live big in us and the love of God to live big in us, then we are here to lift one another up. There's enough critics in the world, wouldn't you agree? Good gracious alive. And like I said, it doesn't take any kind of expertise, education, or sophistication to be a critic. So, you know, we're not impressed because you're a critic. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness. You know what bitterness is? It's the poison of unforgiveness. You let unforgiveness reside in you long enough, it's going to turn into bitterness. You know, it's, it's kind of like getting a, you know, blood poisoning. You know, if you've ever seen or had blood poisoning, when it starts, it's just a little place right there. You can see it, can't you? Just, but do you let that thing go, and the next thing you know, it's, it can be up your arm. The next thing you know, it can get to your heart. When it gets to your heart, you're in trouble. When bitterness gets to your heart, you're in trouble. So he said, get rid of it. Amen. Along with uh, rage and anger and brawling and slander, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another. So what are you saying about your brothers and sisters? What are you saying about the Catholics? Boy, it got awful quiet. They're your brothers and sisters too. I just don't think there's going to be any Catholics up here. You're probably going to be next door to one. Most of the people I hear criticizing that, they've never met a Catholic. Come on, they just assume. I've met some beautiful, spirit-filled Catholics. Wonderful people. Love God. Amen. And I've met some so-called spirit-filled people. They were spirit-filled. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, in every group, you can, if you look for what's wrong, you can find it. But you know what? God didn't tell us to look for what's wrong. He said, start speaking over them what's right. Speak words of encouragement. Speak words uh, that lift people. Speak words that encourage people. And if you just feel like you can't do it, then don't say anything. I mean, you know, they got enough problems without you adding to them. Isn't that right? Of course, I know nobody in here would do that. You're going to speak the right thing. Because God has said, do you know what, what God's saying about you? Oh, boy, we're going we're gonna to get on to the self-talk now. 
What are you saying about yourself? Most spirit-filled Christians I know beat themselves up all during the week. Man, they just agree with the enemy. They see everything that's wrong with them. I mean, they're scrutinizing, you know, because let's face it, the devil's right there, isn't he? Yeah, you know, you don't measure up. You hadn't been praying enough. You hadn't been reading your Bible enough. You hadn't been giving enough. You hadn't been doing something enough. And sometimes, you know, I've seen some Christians, you know, they just got that, that nothing specific, but just that general feeling that I'm not good enough. But here's the thing. We need to say about ourselves, just like we say over our brothers and sisters, we need to say what God has said. Is God saying to you as a child of God that you don't measure up anymore? Is that what God says? No, that's not what God says at all, does he? The Bible says if any man or woman be in Christ, what? He's a brand new creation. Old things and all things. Man, how many, if we say all, what, what does, I mean, does, is there any exclusion there? If all things are new, then all, it can't be anything that's not new. They have to all be in there. Otherwise, all don't mean all. All things have become new. The Bible says, He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made, what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Is that what you're saying about yourself? Are you, are you repeating the old me and the woe is me to yourself? Hey, I've been there. Man, I'm, you know, life happens, doesn't it? Everything don't always go just perfectly right, does it? Anybody ever got, you know, all your ducks lined up? I just stopped trying to line them up anymore. <laughs> just get them in the same pen. You feel like you're doing good, right? So we, we, we understand that. But that's, we still, nevertheless, what do we do? We, we're talking about faith for living. This is where we live every day. We, we need to remember when those thoughts hit us that you're no good, that you don't measure up, that you didn't do this and you didn't do that. That's when we need to remember what God has said and what He has said, I can say. And that not only I can say, you should say. You should say. Amen? Uh, I want you to look at something interesting here to make a point. Look over in John's Gospel, chapter 1. Did you know that in the Scriptures, even Jesus himself said what was written about himself? John the Baptist, we're going to look at him in just a moment. He said what was written about himself. In John's Gospel, uh, chapter 1, let's look at about verse 22 there. You know, the, let me just give you some quick background. The Sadducees and the Pharisees and all those people had sent people out to, uh, you know, sent people out to John asking him, you know, who are you and why are you baptizing and all that kind of stuff, you know. And they, and they said in verse 21, he said, who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. Now, listen, this is the phrase I want you to get. What do you say about yourself? They all came out and asked John the Baptist, what do you say about yourself? See, there were all kind of opinions here. 
Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? Are you this? Are you that? Are you the other? Then finally they got down to it and says, okay, then what do you say about yourself? That's the question to each one of us this morning. What do you say about yourself? Now notice what John said. John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet. I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. John the Baptist knew exactly who he was. There was no if, ands, and buts about it. There was no ambiguity here. He knew exactly who he was because when he was out in the backside alone with God, he found himself in the Scriptures. He found who he was. He came back, and that's who he declared himself to be. And you and I, in the same way, we need to find ourselves in the Scriptures of this book called the Bible as children of God, new creation beings in God. We find out who we are in Christ, and that's who we say we are. When it's raining, when the sky, sun's shining, when it's cold, when it's hot, when it's in between, that's who we are. We're that all the time. I'm that when I go to bed. I'm that when I get up in the morning. I'm that when I go to the widget factory. I'm that when I'm here on Sunday morning worshiping. I'm the same all the time because God says I am. Even Jesus himself. Remember when he went to Nazareth? says they handed him the book. And it says, actually it was a scroll. wasn't a book like we have. It was a scroll. But it says he found the place. He didn't just read whatever. He found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. And he began to declare who he was. This is who I am. Boy, and I'm telling you, it made some people mad, didn't it? Some people won't like it when you tell them who you are. They want to tell you who you are. And if you, listen, and if you don't settle who you are, somebody else will. They'll tell you you're a failure. They'll tell you you won't make it. They'll tell you it's all over. They tell you you've had it now. But I'm going to say what God has said. Because He has said. You guys are catching on quick. Just some things He says here. Well, number one, He says about you, you're a believer. You should be saying about yourself, I'm a believer. How can you be saved if you're not a believer? See, the devil won't say, oh, you don't really believe. Well, I bless God I do. I've been born again. I'm going to tell you what. Now, we, we don't want to go to heaven sick, but you can go to heaven sick in your body. We don't want you to go to heaven being broke, but you can go to heaven being broke. The greatest thing you ever received is the new birth. Because hell's mighty hot. Eternity is mighty long. So I'm going to tell you, you are a believer. If you are a child of God, you are a believer. That's who you are. And you need to be saying that about yourself. I'm a believer. When the devil comes and brings his thoughts of doubt, you say, no, I'm a believer. Because God has said, I'm an overcomer. God says you're an overcomer. Well, you know, oh, man, uh, this is tough. I mean, I'm really in a battle. Hey, we've all been there. I've been in a bunch of battles. Man, I'm telling you, some tough ones. But see, if you did, there was nothing to overcome, I mean, you couldn't be an overcomer. <laughs> Isn't that right? By definition. 
So, you know, when, you, when it feels like I'm not going to make it, when that thought hits you, when circumstances are saying you're not going to make it this time, that's when you rise up and say, no, my God says I'm an overcomer, so I'm declaring I am an overcomer. There you go, brother. We already talked about we're a new creation. We're sons and daughters of God. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. We're healed. We're blessed. We're successful. We're strong. We're blessed. We're rich. Come on. Joel 3.10 says, let the weak. He didn't say let the weak lie down and die. He said, let the weak say I am strong. I'm going to say what God says about me. Ooh, watch your mouth. Because he has said. See, that's what makes it all right. See, what the problem is, is when I make up my opinion and I start talking that. See, some people do that and they think they're being holy. They don't realize their their thinking's wrong, so their believing's wrong, and the words coming out of their mouth are following our thinking and our believing. So we need to watch what we're saying. And if somebody challenges you, just say, well, listen, because God has said, I can say. Amen? Are you you saved? Yeah. Are your, your sins forgiven? Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be saying that then. If you're going to get on to me saying, I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm an heir of God. I mean, that's just as much written in black and white in the Bible as the fact that my sins are forgiven. Both are equally true, right? So I'm going to just say what God says. And listen, especially what I call, you know, we call that self-talk. You know that your words are more powerful than anybody else's outside of God's to your own life. And you know that self-talk, you know all that talk we talk to ourselves that nobody hears but us? That's what I'm talking about. You know, all during the week, you know, you don't measure it up. You just don't. You know, all that junk. We need to clean that up. Amen. And let that inner voice begin to speak what God has said. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. I, Jesus has been made unto me wisdom. I may not, it may not look like this is hard to, to figure out, but I'm telling you, I have the mind of Christ. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Bless God, I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. Amen. All the promises of God belong to me. 7,000 of them. One of them's bound to fit your situation. Amen. Absolutely. So what do you say about yourself? Now, let me, you know, we've heard this verse a lot, but in the light of this, I want to look over and read it again. Look at Look over at Mark 11. Verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, if anyone says, if anyone says, who's anyone? Anyone means I'm the one, right? (laughs) I'm one of them. Says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. So here's the thing. So you start telling yourself constantly, 
Yeah, I'm no good. I don't measure up. I just, I'm never going to make it. I can't be a good Christian. I'm never going to make it. I'm, according to what Jesus said, you're, gonna ha- you're getting what you say. It's in red. My Bible, that means Jesus said it, right? And so, see, our, our self-talk, we're talking all during the week to ourselves. And then we come in Sunday, and we hope the pastor can pump us up for one more day. You must have been thinking about that other pastor. <laughs> I want to help you. But listen, if, you know, if you're going one direction six days, six and three-quarters days of the, uh, of the week, and I got you for 40 minutes... You got me confused with somebody else because I can't do that. I want to help you and encourage you. But here's the thing. We need to say, Jesus said, he said, but we'll not doubt in their heart. See, once what we talk to ourselves constantly, we, it begins to get down into our innermost being. And pretty soon, that's all we can see about ourselves. That I'm no good, that I don't measure up, that my marriage is not going to make it, or uh, I'll, you know, uh, I'm going under financially, I'm going to lose my business, I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my house, I'm just going to lose. You're a loser. That's what the devil tells you. You talk that stuff all week long to yourself, then you're surprised when it comes out. Listen, Jesus already told you that's what's going to happen. Why don't we make it work for us instead of against us? And start saying what God has said. Let that inner talking to yourself go on. Amen. Start talking to yourself. God said, I'm an overcomer. God says, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. God says, whatever I put my hand to is going to prosper. God said, he meets all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So bless God, he does. Hallelujah. God says he, he's going to cause me to be courageous and successful. I don't care what I'm facing. I'm more than a conqueror. And we start thinking all that stuff. Man, I mean, we start talking to ourselves about that. And Jesus said, you're going to have what you say. You're going to become successful. You're going to become courageous. You're going to become filled with faith and confidence in God and in yourself under God. You know, in Jeremiah, let's turn over there real quickly. Jeremiah chapter 9. Because God has said, oh yeah, I want to get that in your spirit before we leave today. Now see, some people, and I understand to a degree where they're coming from. See, some people think that you're boasting and you're being prideful to say these things. Well, listen, if I stood up here and said, I'm, you know, I'm a man, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather, would that be boasting? Why not? I'm stating the fact, right? Well, spiritually speaking, I'm stating the facts as God sees them. So that's not pride. Actually, if you want to know the truth, pride is knowing what God said about me, but I exalt my opinion over what God said. That would really be pride, wouldn't it? Because I'd, I'd be like, I know you said this, but this, yeah, it is trouble. But, you know, we can do that. 
And I know most of the people who do that don't, don't, don't realize that's what they're doing. In Jeremiah 9, let's look in verse 23. This is what the Lord says, Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me. When we talk about, and we say what God has said about us in redemption through Jesus Christ, you know what we're doing? We are boasting about an understanding that's been given to us through the Word of God by the Holy Spirit. Didn't Paul pray for the church in Ephesians chapter 1 that we would be given the spirit of wisdom and revelation for that very fact that we might know the things that have been given to us in our salvation and in our redemption? That You go over there and read it. That's what he prayed for that. God wants you to know that. Wouldn't it be the silliest thing in the world? For if you had a, a relative that, that passed on and went on to be with the Lord and you were called by the uh, attorney to come down, you know, to the office for the reading of the will and you get in there and you get all ready and he says, okay, now, we all know that your grandfather was very wealthy, but he left a will, but in the will he said that it should never be revealed. See, that's that. But isn't that funny that when we come to God's Word and we come to our new covenant where we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus, that we think we should not know what is ours. If your grandfather left you something in the will, it's because what? He wanted you to have it, didn't he? Well, if God left us something and he's told us what belongs to us, it's because he wants you to have it. That they understand and know me that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Paul said over there too in the New Testament, he said, let him that boasts, boast in the Lord. When we talk about this, we're not boasting in ourselves. We didn't do it. I didn't make myself wise. I didn't forgive my own sins. I didn't make myself an heir of God. I didn't do all those things. But God, who is my Father, and Jesus, who died in my place and rose again to make sure I got everything coming to me, He wants me to have it. So I'm just saying what I heard. I mean, if you got back from the reading of that will, and it wasn't a silly will, but it was actually, you know, your grandfather had left you X amount of money and certain amount of property and a house and all this. I mean, you know, you're going to go tell somebody. Oh, don't look at me in that tone of voice. You know you're going to go tell somebody. Let me tell you what grandpa left me. <laughs> Woo. Isn't that right? You're going to brag on grandpa. And you're going to rejoice you know, and, and Grandpa's love and generosity to you, aren't you? Well, that's all I'm doing with God. I'm just bragging on God. I'm just bragging on what He's done. I'm just bragging on what He's done for me. He wants me to have it. He wants me to have it. He wants you to have it. So I'm going to boast in the Lord. How about you? Because He has said, So all this week and the weeks coming, you know what? 
you need to, before you go out, rush out to work in the morning, you need to get at least one thing. I would encourage you to get at least one thing that God has said about you. <clears throat> and talk to yourself about that at different times during the day. I know you, we get busy and we're concentrating on our work. There are times when, you know, especially when that other thought wants to hit you. Maybe, you know, maybe it's you're in a stressful job or a stressful situation or something. You know, you can talk about God being your peace. He's my peace. He's my wisdom. God says he, that whatever I put my hand to will prosper. Amen. But get something. Want, just want, Don't try to take the whole counsel of God. Remember that. One. Just take one promise that God's given you each day and begin to, to talk to yourself. and Say, this is, this is what God says about me. This is what, who I am. This is what I say about me. This is what I believe about me. This is why God has said, I can say. And I'm saying this about myself. Amen. I am a new creation. I am a believer. I'm not a doubter. Everybody's tempted to doubt. That don't make you a doubter. Just because you're tempted to steal don't make you a thief. Isn't that right? Listen, the Bible says Jesus was tempted in every way like we were, yet without sin. So being tempted, all that means is you're human. So let me give you some action points real quickly here. I would encourage you along with what I just said to ask God to help you guard your mouth. David prayed that prayer. Psalm 141.3, he said, Lord, put a watch over my mouth. Amen. Think before we speak, not only uh, to other people, but also to ourselves. You know, some people, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, I've got a pretty good handle on, you know, saying words that are, are encouraging and they're, they're not critical about other people, but they can be deeply discouraging and critical in their own self-talk. And then some people are the other way around. Ask God to put a watch over that, the words that are coming out of our mouth and the words we're speaking to ourselves. And then, as I said, repeat after God. Repeat after God. Take one scripture verse, you know, tomorrow morning. Get it ready tonight. Tomorrow morning, one scripture verse. This is the one I'm going to say. I'm going to take with me today. And when I'm tempted to, you know, uh, when things don't go just right or, or the thought hits me that, you know, you, you can't do this or you can't do that, I'm going to have something in my arsenal that I'm going to say that God said about myself. And then finally... It would be good for you to think about what are you saying about yourself? What is your self-speak language? When you talk to yourself, what does it principally consist of? Is it mostly negative, defeating, doubting, fearing? What is it? What is it that you're saying to yourself the most? That's what you need to say. Hey, you know what? I need to take, you know, it's good to take an inventory check sometimes. Not to beat yourself up, but to say, you know what, maybe I need to, you know, I'm, a, I'm well, bending a little bit too much toward the, the negative or the fearful. or the, You know, I'm going to get God's Word. I'm going to get into God's Word. I'm going to find out what God says about that thing that I'm tempted to be so afraid about. Hello? And I'm going to begin to put that Word in me. And when that thought comes, I'm going to say, you know, nope, 
because God has said, I can say. Oh, I know what it looks like from the outside, but because God has said this, that's what I'm going to say. God says, no weapon formed against me will prosper. That's what I'm saying. You get that diagnosis from the doctor? Amen? Come on. Listen, seen and I've been there. You know, that's the time when you say, okay, I'm going to say what God said. No weapon against me will prosper. I want to read you. We're going to pray here in just a moment and close. I want to read you a scripture here from the Living Bible. This is in Genesis. I just like the way this reads. And I believe this is what God's called us to do. This was, this was in Genesis. This was God's original purpose for mankind. Listen to this out of the Living Bible. So God made man like his maker. Like God did God make man. Man and made did he make them. Then God said, let us make a man, someone like ourselves, to be the master of all life. God has called you to be the master of all life upon earth and the skies and in the seas. Amen. So here's the thing. God has called us as his sons and daughters, his children, to be the masters. Not to be mastered, but to be the masters. And the only way we can do that is to say what God has said. Amen? I, I mean, you know, I know how I feel. I know what Grandpa's opinion was. I love Grandpa, but, you know, I'm going to say what God has said. This morning, maybe there's an area where you're under attack. Or maybe as I'm talking about this, you're aware of there's an area where I've just, you know, I've just let doubt get a grip on me and I'm speaking doubt or I'm speaking fear in this area of my life. But today, I'm changing that. You know, all it takes is a decision. Are you listening? It just takes a decision. It doesn't take a feeling. It doesn't take, you know, you going to Bible school for four years. It doesn't take you praying for 40 days and 40 nights. It just takes a decision. And you can decide, you know what? I'm going to change my thinking in that area. I'm going to change my believing. I'm going to change the words I've been talking to myself about. And because God has said it, I can say it. That makes it okay. If God said it, I can say it. Isn't that right? We Don't we repeat what other experts tell us? You go see the doctor. He said, this is what's wrong with you. You talk to your friend, you say, this is what's wrong with me. Isn't that right? Whatever kind of doctor it may be. We, uh, isn't that right? Sure it is. We go, we go, to, we go, we go to the mechanic. And you said, this is what's wrong with your car. And that's what you tell me. This is what's wrong with my car. But yet, when we get over here about spiritual things, and we say, okay, this is what God says about me. And when I begin to say what God begins to say about me, things begin to align in my life. And I become into what I call divine alignment with God. That's where God can fix me. 
That's where I'm in the shop. That's where God can work on me. That's where God can bring healing. That's where God can bring peace. That's where God can bring hope. That's where God can bring success in my life. Because if God's over here and I'm over here, you know, didn't Jesus say, not my will, but your will be done? Well, how do we find God's will? Because he has said, God speaks his will, I speak his will. Amen. Would you bow your heads? I just want to pray over you. We're going to let you go here in just a moment. Father, today we've talked about watching our mouth. And Lord, we know that begins with what we put inside us, your word. What we choose to to speak, how we choose to see ourselves. Lord, help us, each one of us in this room, to see ourselves as you see us. And Lord, we find ourselves in your word. We are your children. We are forgiven. We are on our way to glory. You've called us to rule and to reign in our own lives, in our own homes. You've called our households to be a places of peace and joy and salvation. You've called us to have good success, whatever you've called us to do in life. Father, help us to see that and to put a watch and a guard over our mouth. Lord, not only our mouth that speaks out loud, but Lord, that voice that speaks within. Lord, may we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to the voice of your word only in those matters. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.